to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 214 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name is Sam. I'm Chris. How are you? Welcome along. Hello to everyone and a shout out to our patrons, Chris. Yes, a shout out to them all. We've picked up a few more. Quentin, Jeremy, Adam and Liam, you guys rock. Thank you very much. Yes, yes, really, really appreciate that. Um, so we're doing this uh, a little earlier. Chris we're is ruining this. it. He's ruined it already. We're recording it a little earlier. Well, I want to say that because if something amazing happens between now and Sunday, and uh, why didn't you even mention it? I don't think they care. We, uh, t- <laughs> to be honest, but Chris is going away, so we are recording very early. Yeah. Um, and so I just said something before when we were setting up. I was like, "Oh, that ruins everything." Um, so I'm I'm two days alcohol free at this point in time. Uh, Chris's plan is to be alcohol free for his holiday. Will he be able to do that? Ah, uh, the answer is no, because my sister. Just I I, I was just going to say oh, I have a really important question. What 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 type of wine do you drink? And I'm just like. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, yeah, no, nah, that's not happening. I'm not going to. I'm just going to be alcohol free while I'm home. Okay, that's a start, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think so. I think so. Anyway, um, yeah, I just thought I'd pass that on to you. That I, nobody cares. Hey, I got a follow up from last uh, week's episode. Oh yeah, what's that? The the big maple leaf people that stole the. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, two brothers, a cousin, and their random friend who got a part time security job gig. At the uh, place that was being held. Oh, is that what He'd only been there for right. two weeks. And when they're in court, they don't want their faces shown, so they've cut holes out of magazines and just hold it up to their head. Looks really funny. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I sometimes have to check up on things. I just wanted to see what if there was any more news, actually, and, to be and, honest, on that and one. And they hadn't... Because it's still an ongoing trial, right? So yeah, it sounds nothing, like still, nothing's happened. It's still going, and um, yeah, that's where we're at with that. Cool, cool. So we've had some um, van dwellers uh, lurking, lurking around in our street outside the podcast studio. They could possibly be big fans and worked out where we live and that, but um, I highly doubt it because I have not seen anyone in the van. Chris has, but yeah. uh, the van appears. It's, it's, so it's like a late model high ace, I was going to yep, say. It I, is. I think. Yep, yep. Um, it's got you know, mags on it. It looks pretty good. It's perfect, except the windscreen is pretty badly smashed. And so it's been pink stickered. Yes. And, and that's, so it's been there for a week? Uh, almost two. Almost two weeks. Yeah. Holy crap. So they've been uh, sleeping at it. I mean, it's it's set up inside because I managed to get a look. Chris lurked around and worked out it's actually yeah. set up as a camper van. And um, yeah, it's been outside our house for about a week and then they've moved it to the island um, in the middle they of the road under the They would have got told to tree. move quickly there. Because remember Gordon parked there once, our ex-flatmate, and he got a parking ticket. Oh, did he? Yeah, because he oh, thought... Uh, Right. It was a good place to park. I didn't know they got told to move, but that makes sense. And now they're at the boat ramp. Down the, the boat ramp, which is just down the road. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting. To I was keep... going to start interviewing them, but Sam was like, no, don't do that. Don't draw attention. They know where we live. Yeah, no, I, they're not high on my list of people I want to talk to, no matter how amazing their story is or where they're from. Sorry. Okay, so i gotta, I got to share this hilarious story from Huffington Post. Okay. So let, let me... Okay, so you have issues with your back. Yeah, 
totally. Have, have you ever thought of a, a home remedy for that? No, I haven't got to that level. Usually uh, it involves painkillers rolling around on the floor a lot uh, or the inversion table. So this this guy, this is an Irish guy. Oh, of course he, it is. Um, in Ireland. Uh, he's... Um, he, he went into the doctors finally and he said, I've had this back pain for 18 months now. It's not getting better and rubber. Yeah, not good, not good. And they're like, okay, yep, okay. They examine him and they decide to give him some stuff, which actually helps with back pain. But then they go, what's what is- with your arm? Your bicep is all freaking swelling up and, and it looks terrible. Uh... And he's like, oh, I just thought I'd, um, I thought I'd, I'd try my own remedy. Yep. So what do you what do you think he did? I'm thinking that he's injected himself with something like those weird people do with the is it silicon? What do they inject themselves with? No, saline. And they bulk up and they're like real weird looking. It's pretty close. He decided that what would fix him is um, injecting his own semen into his What? Hey, what? How How much of it was there? uh, What? How much did he stockpile? Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, Seamus the Seaman Arms Irishman. He's 33 years old. um, Uh, And he was hospitalized after repeatedly injecting himself with semen. To relieve chronic back pain, which didn't actually work. But he What's his arm got it. to do with it? Is that where he injected it? Wouldn't you inject <laughs> yeah, it into your back? He injected it intravenously into his, oh, his arm. This forearm, forearm or bicep. Oh, this doesn't sound great. good. Um, this is the first reported case of semen injection for use as a medical treatment, doctors in Dublin wrote in the case study, entitled Seemingly Harmless Back Pain. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he, he was complaining of severe back pain, um, and when examining the patient, the physician noted the man's right arm appeared swollen and inflamed. Um, the patient disclosed yeah. that he had intravenously injected his own se- semen as an innovative method to treat back pain. Uh. Um, the doctors wrote in the study, quote, he had devised this, plan unquote, cure. Cure, yeah. Independent of medical advice. Oh, really? <laughs> you don't say? Really? Um, so the man reportedly said he had uh, purchased a hypodermic needle online and had been injecting himself once a month for the past 18 months. What? Before visiting the doctor, he said that he hurt his back while lifting a heavy object and gave himself three doses immediately. Um, there's a picture of his forearm. Uh, swollen, which uh, is yeah, okay. Great. So uh, there's a health and safety warning for all the listeners out there. If that thought crossed your mind. Uh, um, the- doctors treated the man with intravenous antimicrobial therapy. His back pain reportedly subsided. Because that's what doctors do. Are you sure, though? Because, <laughs> you know, coming out and with a home... he discharged himself without having the infected area in his arm drained. Oh... Good luck to him, <laughs> Irish dude. Oh, I had to start off the podcast with something funny. Duh. That's right. Uh, I've got a story from last week. Uh, remember how I thought there was something happening in Rotorua and I couldn't remember what it was? Well, oh, I re- yeah, yeah. Well, I remembered. So I'm at my mum and dad's place and my mum's like, oh, I'm going to mow the lawns. And their place is, they've got two acres and she's got a, quite a big area at the front to mow. So she's doing that. And I'm like, oh, I'll give you a hand. 
I'll trim the grass and edges and stuff with the weed eater. And my parents have got like a, um, you wear a harness and the weed eater balances on the harness. It's really good. Double handle thing. Big still, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. But uh, so that's all good. And for some reason, my dad has the worst trouble trying to start that or a chainsaw. Like, I don't know what he does. But anyway, I get it going. First pull, everything's good. So I'm cutting all the stuff. I'm cutting all the stuff. And then I finish the whole area and I say to my mum, is there anything else you want me to... So this is a big area? Just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, is there anything else you want me to cut down? And she's like, oh, oh yeah, I've got this comfrey, which apparently, for some reason, some people bottle it, put it in a bottle, ferment this leafy green weed, and then they think it's good for sprains and cuts and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's well known. So at some point, I think my mum thought she was going to do that, and I think she planted this stuff. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's taken over this vegetable garden, and there's heaps of it. It's sort of probably like five meters by five meters of this stuff. Now, Now, I've cut this stuff before, and when you cut it, it goes everywhere, and you end up with bits all on you, like coleslaw, basically, just going everywhere. And you get covered in green pulp, worse than you do with normal grass. So that's fine. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a shower. That's good. So I go inside, strip off my clothes, leave my undies on. This is an important part to the story, Chris. And uh, I'm chucking stuff in the washing machine. But I almost thought, oh, I might chuck these in the washing machine and just go start the washing machine, jump in the shower. Luckily, I didn't. So I above the washing machine at my parents' place is this big cupboard that my dad built. Now, everything my dad builds is excessively heavy all the time. Doesn't matter what he could build. It doesn't matter what it is. He makes it out of the biggest piece of wood he can. Anyway, so it's probably 1.2 meters wide and it's a double opening cupboard. Yeah. And I opened up one. There's the washing powder. I'm like, sweet. Pour that in. And then I'm like, oh, I'll look in the other side because there might be some fabric stuff to help get rid of this, uh, you know, green, green crap everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I opened that. And then basically the whole thing falls off the wall and I catch it because I'm like, I can't let it drop on the washing machine because it'll go straight onto the control panel thing and probably destroy it. So I'm holding this thing up in my undies and I yell out to my daughter, hey, come here. So she comes over. I said, go get Nana, who's mowing the lawns and she, get her to come in because I got to, she's like, oh. so she runs off. Because your daughter couldn't even reach. Probably. Oh, no, she wouldn't. A, she can't reach and B, she wouldn't be able to hold the weight. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, and then my mum comes in and she's like, what else? It fell off the wall. So then we grab it, put it outside. Everything's good. I have a shower. And I was just so, so thankful. That you had your undies on. I had some undies on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a picture we, yeah. No one needs. Glad, I'm glad that uh, that worked in that way too. (laughs) Um, So have you seen this uh, uh, 10-year meme challenge thing uh, a little bit a little bit you challenge me it was a bunch of people taking photos of the, i mean the the best ones are the funny ones right i think of the you know antarctic before and after you know like and, and things like that so that was pretty good but i did come across this one story yeah and it's not definitive so this is not a scientific this is exactly what's happened it's one it's an opinion piece yeah 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 and the person's questioning is this really just a clever way for somebody to capture images for um, facial recognition aging so they can go yep. a lot of the same person 10 years before, 10 years afterwards? Yeah. Like they can get all those 10 years ago images and stuff, but having them already put together next to each other 
will actually be a lot easier for the algorithms to, to match up. Yeah, I heard that. And then I saw a few people were like, no, um, not at all. Because they had examples of people that look like completely different people 10 years apart. And the big thing was they were saying Facebook is going to be using that data for AI. And they're just like, no, we're not. And these experts have sort of said, well, the meme was created by just random people. Like, we can trace it back to where it started. And Facebook wouldn't want to do two photos. They want to do all your photos. And they're probably already doing it. And and they've been doing it since Facebook came around. So, they were like, no, not really. But they said, the idea is nice. Yeah. And after hearing all about Facebook's uh, Mark Zuckerberg on Behind the Bastards podcast... Uh, yes, uh, give a shout out to Robert Evans' podcast. It's there, a three-parter fact. there. Uh, that was uh, good to listen to, yeah. It's good, uh, wow, yeah. I'm, I'm sort of getting a bit put off behind the bastards because everybody turns out to be bastard. <laughs> apart, <laughs> apart, apart from that Christmas one, which was awesome because it was actually It's a, in the title, Chris. He is... Uh, I know, but... He's you, picking people that I thought were okay, and they're not. What you thought, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg was okay? I thought he was all right. No, he's a, no, never, never, never. Um, I, I a, never realised Steven Seagal was as bad as he actually is. Oh yeah, Steven Seagal. Um, oh my god. Anyway, moving on. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, we should talk about fire. We um, should. So we've just just before we've. Uh, <clears throat> came down to record this. We just watched the second um, uh, of the two docos. Docos on fire, which was done by Hula, and it's called Fire Fraud. It was done by who? Hula, Hula, Hulu, Hulu. Hulu. There we go. Hulu. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> but what was the first one called? I think the first one's just called Fire, and the second one was called Fire Fraud. Fraud. Yeah. So the um, first one, the, the ones on Netflix, which is probably easier for people to access. Just go watch it. And you'll just be like... What? I think it's the better of the two. What although the hell? it's worth watching both of them. Uh, because there's different things. Yeah, no, definitely watch both of them. They're different people, different things. I like the editing on the Hulu one better. Yeah, it was... I think they had I better... I like the narrative better on the, on yeah. the first one. So, so it's interesting. It's all about the Fire Festival Ja Rule a couple of years ago. And the other crazy dude and just... Billy McFarland. Um, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's definitely worth... Uh, so, so it's already come out today that in the Netflix one, you've got the uh, the woman there that did the catering, and she paid oh, yeah, those yeah, people yeah. out of her own pocket. They've already crowdfunded ninety thousand dollars to pay her back. To pay her back. I wondered if that might happen because yeah. she. So um, this fire festival came. They employed pretty much everybody on the island, and then they paid nobody. Yeah, she was owned a catering company. She paid all her staff. Yep. She was never paid. So all that came out of her savings. At the end of the um, doco, she's, she's explaining this, and she's just in tears. Yeah. Um, it's 50K goes, out of pocket, yeah, and um, I don't want to talk about it anymore. she did the right thing, you know. So good on her, good on everybody that um, pushed in for that. That's brilliant. Um, so Lime Scooters, we've talked about that, haven't we? No, well, not that. I don't know. Have we? We've talked about Lime Scooters before. We've talked about Lime Scooters appearing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because um, cause I talked about them when I went to Armageddon. I didn't know what they were. Yeah. So we've talked about it on the podcast. Did you realize they were doing cars? They're upgrading. Oh, I heard they were doing cars. I didn't realize they were coming to Auckland. Yeah, yeah. Coming to Auckland first before being rolled out to other towns. So it's a Fiat 500 unlocked by using a Lime smartphone app. 
Um, it has non-removable keys that starts the car. You hire by the minute and leave the the pod at the nearest council controlled car park once you're done. Yeah, we'll burn it out. Um, yep. Rides can be paused, so you won't lose your pod if you nip into the dairy, for example. I'm, right. I'm waiting for someone to hack these. It'd be so Charges good. in US dollars, I guess. Yeah. What that How much? Uh, is it per dollar, clock? Dollar forty to unlock the car. Okay. And up to sixty cents a minute because you're paying time wise. Oh, okay. Uh, Lime and covers the insurance. They are refueled by Lime staff. Yep, the they'll first, be just what we need. Bloody people running around doing that. Yeah. The first time to use one, you have to supply a driver's license and pay a fee. Um, users must have a clean, clean license, including more, no more than one accident in the past three years, no drug or alcohol-related accidents in the past seven years. Drivers must stay within city limits or incur a penalty. See, what I'd be doing, well, no, I won't be doing this, but... Uh, the the car of choice for uh, robberies and dairies and ram raids uh, in the area is a Mazda Demio. Yep. And I'm wondering how good those Fiats are because once you steal someone's data or their phone, unlock one of those and then go on a little spree with one of those. Maybe we'll see that. Yeah, but it can be pretty well tracked, I would imagine. Like, oh, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, it will be tracked in all sorts, but every, they, yeah. they don't think about that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So, I don't know. Um, at least people won't fall off the car. That's right. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, like, literally, it's safer than a scooter. Yeah, but it's not as much fun. Scooters are way better. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But um, I, if I go up to Auckland on well, the train... Well, you're not going to get an Uber, are you, Chris? Exist, and I don't use Uber... Um, maybe a lime fiat would be the thing to do. Maybe. Be interested to see how many of them crop up. I, I, I'll be curious to see how it goes. Because lime scooters uh, just appeared in Dunedin last week, I think it was. Oh, really? And, of course, what you have to do is go down the steepest, steepest street. Steepest street in the world. And then when the guy did it, he was a little bit gutted because he wasn't even the first person to do it. Someone had beaten him to it. Because when he looked out the door, when they first turned up, he goes, oh, it's raining. I'm not going to do that. But he had his foot down on the ground the whole time, like grinding away to slow him down. Yeah. Anyway. I've never been to the Stickers Street. No, neither. Oh, yeah. No, never been to Dunedin. It's on the list of places to... I've been there. Um, I fought there. And I won. I won uh, South Island Rally Championships for my age group. No, weight group. 37 years ago. It was pretty much like that. Yeah. Hey, did you know a slice of is up for sale? The man that has the historic Jandal trademark is about to retire and he's going to sell it off. His name's Baron Sanford. Never heard of him. Uh, he's the helm of New Zealand original Jandals for a quarter of a century, this dude. And uh, he's been with the Jandal thing for more than 50. He's approaching his 80th birthday and he works up to 50 hours a week. Uh, from his caddy caddy office and he goes it's time to hang up the boots his wife was concerned that if he died uh she would be left running this business which he runs alone without any staff that's just him he does everything so, sorry what's he what's he sell jandal he has the trademark for jandals and he go yeah jandals. So what does he do for 50 hours I think he, well, I don't know. He gets if the, away from his wife. And just well, he does her. everything. He does the software accounting. He does the sales. And he does all the bookkeeping. And uh, he said his. It's a licensing business. Well, he, uh, what happened was if the company, what do you say here? He worked for Scalar Up. His act was, and his act, he, got, he acquired the brand because he was at Scalar Up for 30 years. Um, and he goes after other people that use the name Jandal, like he owns it. 
uh, they sold off all their divisions and he hadn't, didn't have a job. But the board at Scalarup said, oh, here you go. You can, uh, the deal gave him the right to produce jandals and plastic gumboots. And he sold the plastic gumboots and just concentrates on jandals. Uh, he said it's been growing even since 2017 because he brought out a new product. But none of his four children want to run the family business. So he's uh, trying to find a good company that isn't a ratbag company to sell it to. He wouldn't even talk to them if they're a bit scummy. Uh, but if they're good and honest, and uh, he goes, there's a couple of them still around. He goes, it's okay. Come and talk to me. That sounds good. But I, I will say you can't call it a family business if you work by yourself and nobody else wants to have anything to do with it. You can't call that a family business. <laughs> did he, I don't know if he, did he actually mention family you business? Nobody wants to run the family business. I'm like, oh, yeah. Tr- well, you know, it's, it's not it, a family business. It's your freaking business. Oh, if I, if I oh. parked over, none of my family want to take over this podcast. Well, maybe Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I don't know. What? No, uh, no, I don't think so. It's not a family business. You can't. Well, anyway, I thought it was a little bit interesting that this dude's just toiling away by himself uh, for so many years. Okay, so I've got a, another medical thing, but it's... No one wants to hear about it. No, you do. You do. It's a little bit odd. Okay. I think it's odd. Do we need to put a, a, a listener warning in here? No, no, no. Okay. No. Um, so... The UK Medical Council, I think it is called. Um, Sounds good. Have changed the guidelines that they've had out for the past several decades on the use of the female contraceptive pill. Okay. So apparently it was the guideline that's been given out for decades. And I, and I don't know what the deal is here because obviously I'm not female. I've never taken contraceptive pills and nobody's ever told me. You didn't but, take it. You didn't take it like crush it up, boil it, and then inject it to try and solve a back problem. No. Okay, just checking. Uh, just, but I, I'll keep that in mind. I would. <laughs> so anyway, so um, so the deal that they've been told for ages, you know, forever, pretty much for the last fifty years or whatever it's been, is you take it for um, three weeks and then you stop taking it for one week of the month and you bleed and then you take it continuously for the next three weeks and take it okay yeah three weeks on one week off or whatever yeah um but there are people that just take it consistently the whole time and so the medical council have said well actually there's no uh negative from taking it all the time and the positive is that you've got less risk of becoming pregnant so the question then is well why was there ever this guideline to um yeah have a week okay do you know why uh, oh, be some. Is it religious? Uh, something to do with Jeebus? Pretty much. Um, the, one of the guys that helped promote it in the states. So I don't know if he was involved in the creation of it, but he was a huge advocate of it. Um, was Catholic, and he really and he took it on himself to make sure that the Pope would go for this. Oh yeah, yeah. And basically, if women didn't bleed, then it can't be. Uh, religiously correct or something so that just blew my mind when I heard it the whole reason for the last 60 years women I assume all around the world not just in the UK and America have been getting this um, advice on this medical stuff that is going into their body is because somebody was a Catholic and thought the Pope would approve if this was the instructions they gave yeah, I mean, there's a lot of craziness out there. <laughs> what the hell? 
Um, yeah. So anyway, that blew my mind today. I, I know it's not the biggest thing. Story no, no, it's interesting. It's just like what, what? Anyway, they um, they had a news story on the on the New Zealand news last week when I was in Rotorua watching it, and it was, I think it was like their top story was like, um, the contraception in New Zealand. They aren't offered the IUD implant things. Uh, they they said that's more obviously better for um un, you know stopping pregnancies and stuff. And why do they keep pushing the pill all the time where people will forget to take and blah blah blah. So and I don't know enough, but I thought there were <coughs> a bunch of issues with IUDs as well. Potentially yes, depending on the person. But they said there's a lot of one of those horror stories around. So, uh, growing up as a young male, one of the horror stories, I don't know if you came across this, but if you ever had to go for an STD check, was they're going to jam a little umbrella down the end of your knob and then open it and pull it back out and it scrapes the inside. That's not what they do, but that was the story that every single person, if you ever mentioned it or it came up somewhere, that was the general knowledge of all these people. I, I'd never heard that. Um, I would have been worried. I've never had the need for an STD check because, as oh. you know, I just never got had sex. <laughs> Listen to it. Where have you been? The guy, when I went, the guy was super impressed that I knew how to self-check for uh, testicular cancer because we went through it at high school once. This guy came, a doctor, and the, the boys were split into one classroom and the girls went to talk about breast cancer and the guy had fake testicles with him in this bag. And he said, <laughs> I know. And, the, and he said, this one here is what it feels like if there's an abnormality or a lump in your testes. And this doctor was just like, what? What do you mean you know? And I told him. And he goes, that's the most amazing thing I've ever heard of. I wish every single school did that. I've never heard of that. Yeah. No, it was. And I've got a funny feeling the guy that came in was one of the, he was a dad of someone at high school. Right. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Oh, and, cool. I, and, I guess, cool. and, and I guess the girls had fake breasts to feel. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, you wouldn't want to mix those up. Girls feel the wrong things. and <laughs> Actually, that might work better. If they got the go- guys to check for the abnormalities in the breast and the girls to check for the abnormalities I- in the testicles, I bet the actual finding shit would happen a lot quicker. Well, I, 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 I think uh, even back then they may have frowned upon that with high school kids. Just yeah, so. yeah, I know, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it would be more effective in the long run. Because mm. um, let's face it, none of the guys will self-check that much. Um, but if the girls know to check, maybe that'll happen. Except in my case, because then obviously it never happened. Well, you know, uh, never say never, Chris. Twenty nineteen is your year. Swipe left, right. I don't know which way you're supposed to swipe, but Chris will be all I've over been Tinder. Swiping up all the time. <laughs> I just, I've been getting that wrong. Uh. Anyway, um, for those of you in North America or. Um, Northern Hemisphere? Yeah, the Northern Hemisphere. Let's I was going to say, I think. I think it's Africa. And, um, hope you enjoy the, um, which might have gone by the time you hear this, but the, oh God, what is it called again? Super Blood Wolf Moon is what you've written. Super Blood Wolf Moon, and only wrote that down because I just love the name. The Super, Super Blood Wolf Moon. So it's a um, full, total eclipse of the, the moon. So Earth gets between the moon and the sun. It's at its um, closest that it gets to Earth. 
so it's a super moon and once it's fully eclipsed so you, it'll look white with the like it normally does but with the shadow coming across it but when it's fully eclipsed the um it'll it'll turn like a, a really coppery red uh it's actually already happened i saw some photos yesterday so uh that's good reporting there chris it happens between. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. I no, hope no, you twen- it. yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> 20th of January to the 21st of January, depending on where you are. And there's some amazing photos. Some people have done uh, amazing like time lapses uh, oh, wow. where it's coming up. Oh, that's cool because uh, apparently the actual eclipse, the full red thing, um, was due to last for an hour. It would be an hour. Oh, that's oh, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So yeah. Um, yeah, we I don't hope we get to see. It. Does it say in your thing there when we might see one? Oh, no, no, not top of my head. Okay, I don't think we get that. We just get some. Oh, uh, we'll get one at some point. But. We get van dwellers. That's what we get. <laughs> and that brings that brings us to the end of episode two hundred and fourteen of the Christmas Sam podcast. Right. So you can catch us on Instagram somehow. I don't know how that works. But Liam sure has followed can. us on Instagram. Uh, he takes a lot of photos. Of coffee. Now, I don't know if he's creating the coffee. No, um, I don't think so. Someone's creating these coffee oh, pieces no, of art. He used to. Yeah, I think he do, might be. He barista. used to do a barista stuff, I think. Anyway, there's photos of that and I assume his girlfriend or someone. And uh, I've, I've, I haven't stalked you at all, Liam. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really do the Instagram thing. Um, but, yeah, so you can find us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, the Chris and Sam podcast. You can look at at Chris and Sam Pod on Twitter. Yeah, check us out there. Um, or the Chris and Sam Podcast.com, where you will find all the show notes, uh, images, and bits and pieces there. Yep, and if we're lucky, Chris may send through some photos that we can add to those places while he's on his trip. Yes. Or he's going to stockpile them until he gets back, have this random-ass list, which makes no sense to me. He'll forget what he's going to talk about for some of them, and then we'll talk about it in the next podcast episode. Which is probably what's going to happen. Probably. Uh (laughs) I've been there before. I know how it works. So uh, a big shout-out again to our patrons. Thank you very much for uh, supporting us. If you haven't done that uh, yet... Jamie. Jamie Oxley. Jamie Oxley. Um, (laughs) Be sure to uh, click on the button on the website and you can do that. Sorry, Jamie. I just wanted to give you a hard time after that post message you left. Yes. So uh, thank you, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.